Is this on? Maybe? Okay. Scripture today is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Uh, Welcome to Parkway Heights. If you're visiting with us today, we are so thankful for you. We are so glad that you're here and that you chose to come to worship in this place today. Um, I hope and pray that you will experience the presence of God here this morning, that uh, you'll find some rest for your soul this morning as we worship together, and that you'll find this a place of love and welcome and hospitality. And, And again, those of you who who are our regulars, you know, this is your home, you feel really comfortable here, make sure you are looking out for those who are new, who this isn't necessarily the comfortable place yet. Make sure you extend yourself to them in hospitality. So thank you. Thank you for helping us do that. Uh, One quick announcement I want to draw your attention to. Um, At Festival South this year, I believe it's the opening concert, June 6th, is that correct? Um, That concert is going to benefit... Edward Street Fellowship, which is a very significant uh, ministry in our community. It is something that uh, was begun by uh, people in this church that we support very heavily. So uh, tickets for that concert are actually on sale uh, between the services today out at that booth. It's called the Connection Point. Um, They're $25. Uh, It'll be a fun, fun night. I hope you'll consider going to that and being a part of that, but we wanted to make sure to draw that to your attention today. Um, as Rob's mentioned, it's been a week, hasn't it? It's, it's been a week. I mean, we, we have done something we never thought we would do. I, I, I just never even fathomed that we would do in this community, which would be to, to honor and lay to rest two very young officers in our community who um, gave their lives serving us and protecting us. Um, it's been a week. And we've also lost a friend in this church community. Um, many of you knew Herbert Hartwell. You know Jennifer Hartwell. You love them both. And uh, we're going to honor him and love his family today. It's been a week. And if there's any time that we need to hear these words from Jesus, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, it's today of all times, because this week has shown us that life can be very heavy, and it can be very burdensome. But these words from Christ remind us that while that is true, while there is stress, and there's chaos, and there's pain, and there is loss in this world, there is rest for our souls in Him. There is life still to be lived. There is joy still to be had, and we can get back up, and we can live in that life in freedom, and in joy, and in abundance, and in a way that gives a witness to this world that is beautiful, and it shows people the hope and the love of Christ. So let's just start our time this morning together just, just praying for God's Holy Spirit to come, and to rest on us, and to comfort us, and to lead us and teach us this morning. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, we do invite you to come. We need you so much. We welcome you here to this place. 
We want to hear from you. We want to know, Lord, how we can find rest. Our souls are weary. We're physically and emotionally exhausted. But Lord, we, we trust you and we desire to hear from you. So come and rest on us and bring us your peace and teach us a new way to live. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's talk good news for a minute. Um, I've been getting a lot of good news in my mailbox lately. It's that time of year when um, announcements and invitations are filling up my mailbox. It's way more fun going and checking the mail because usually what's in there is junk mail. Uh, the car dealerships with the key, come on, come on. You're going to win this car. It's a big joke at our house. The kids get all into it. Mom, the key. Um, or just bills. You know, that's no fun. But this is the time of year when you're getting uh, new baby announcements and you're getting graduation announcements and you're getting engagement announcements in the mail. And announcements say something great is happening. Something really good is going on and taking place in our lives. And it is so good. We just had to tell you about it. Who's had to let you know, we have a new baby. I am graduating from high school or college or grad school. My child is finally getting married, right? I mean, that's what the announcement does. Announcement shouts out something new and exciting is happening and is so good. It's had to let you know about it. And then there's the invitations. The invitation takes the announcement a step further, and it, it says, you know, come and see this new sweet baby. Come and, um, and celebrate with us at a party for our new graduate. Come and witness the marriage of this couple. Invitations just take that announcement one step further, and they say, I don't want you to just know about this. I want you to come and join me. Come and be a part of what's going on. Well, in the Gospel of Matthew, we see both of these things happening. We see Jesus announcing good news, and we see him inviting all to come to him in order to experience it and be a part of it. So what was Jesus announcing? Well, if you go back to Matthew 4, look in verse 23. He says, it says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. In other words, Jesus was announcing that God was doing something new and exciting, that God was at work among them in a fresh new way, and that Jesus himself was ushering in this new work of God during their time. I mean, everything he said and everything he did was announcing, I have wonderful news for you. God is at work in your midst, right in front of your eyes. He's doing something amazing and new here, and you can find it in me. So that was the announcement. And the invitation is in our passage this morning, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, where he says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now this was different from any other religious leader during that time. This was not an invitation to come so he could strap more burden on you, so you could work harder to somehow be good enough for God. This was an invitation to join Jesus, to come alongside him in relationship and make the journey of life with him at your side. 
So let's look closely at this invitation. The first thing he says is come to me. Come to me if you are weary, if you are carrying heavy burdens, come to me. So look, really, this invitation is for everybody, all of you who are weary, all of you who are carrying heavy burdens, because really it's for everybody, because who doesn't feel weary sometimes? You know, who doesn't sometimes feel like the burden of life is just too much to bear? I mean, we all experience that. And then he promises that if we come to him, he'll give us rest. In other words, Jesus is saying that it's in him that we will find relief from our burdens. That he himself, like Jennifer was talking about bearing a burden with someone, he himself is going to bear those burdens with us. And he is going to give us the rest that we need. We won't find rest for our souls in brilliant life hacks. We won't find rest for our souls in ourselves alone, as still and as quiet and as thoughtful as we may learn to be. We won't find rest for our souls in a swirl of religious activity as helpful and as wonderful and as good as they may be. And we won't find a place on this earth that is free from trouble. Rest for our souls, peace that passes all understanding comes from one place, Christ himself. Only Christ can transcend anything that we would come up against in our life and and, and give our souls a deep abiding peace that passes all understanding. And so here Jesus is saying, listen, listen to this invitation. Don't try to do life on your own strength. Don't try to do life on your own strength. Come to me, anyone, everyone, and you can experience my rest. So invitation, come to me. The next part is take my yoke upon you. Now, what does that mean? What was a yoke? What what does that mean? Well, in this instance, the yoke was a particular teaching of a rabbi, um, a rabbi's particular interpretation of God's law. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, what he means is uh, listen to me and learn from my teaching. Uh, Eugene Peterson says it this way in the message. He says, learn from me the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn from me. Come and learn from me about what life with God is supposed to look like. Because my yoke What I have to teach you about living life the way God intended is not burdensome. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I am not going to pile rules on you, and I am not going to make it difficult for you to get to the Father. In fact, it is so easy that all you have to do is look at me, how I live, how I love, how I relate to the Father, and you'll have everything you need. You'll have everything you need. Now, why why could Jesus say, just look to me and you will know how to live like the way God wants you to live? Because like Paul says to the letter to the Colossians, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. In him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. We learn from looking at Jesus 
what the heart of God is and what God truly desires from us. So that's why that invitation, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. How can he promise me rest? Because he is God above. He is God. And he has the power to take even your heaviest, weightiest, most troublesome burden off your shoulders and give you a deep abiding peace. Now I want you to consider how revolutionary this was. The other religious leaders, they weren't pointing people to themselves. The only thing they could do was point people to God's law, which would have been fine. But when they did it, they ended up turning it into a a rigid set of rules that people were supposed to keep in order to be right, in order to be pleasing to God. You know, it's like, uh, keep these rules. Keep these rules and God will approve of you. But Jesus knew that religion that was was focused simply on behavior modification wasn't going to transform anybody, much less equip Israel to be the salt and light, the witness of God's love and goodness in the world that God had called them to be. It wasn't going to make them joyful. It wasn't going to give them the strength to persevere when their circumstances got difficult, which they were for them. They lived in a very oppressive situation. The good news that Jesus was announcing was that there was a new way to live life with God that had nothing to do with striving and straining and stressing and worrying. He was inviting all people into that new way of living. Um, Really like this quote from N.T. Wright. He says, in Jesus, we see Emmanuel, the God with us in person. Jesus' teaching isn't just how to behave. It's about discovering the living God in the loving and dying Jesus and learning to reflect that love ourselves into the world that needs it so badly. Now, I don't know about you, but I am really thankful for these words from Jesus because let's be honest, nobody has it all together all the time, and this has been a week for me, then I definitely have not felt like I have had it all together. But the life Christ invites us to isn't about having yourself all together all the time. You know, praise God, we don't have to be perfect and get ourselves all together before we can abide with God and just enjoy rest and peace in Jesus. Living an authentic life with God means that you can say, honestly, I get weary. I am weary. I carry heavy burdens and life can get hard, but I'm trusting Jesus to be my strength. I'm trusting Jesus to be my life. And I am trusting that he is going to do a good work in me and that his holiness will somehow, some way, come out of me as I follow him. Uh, This week, I was reading um, in my devotional books, Jesus Today. I think I've shown you this before. Um, She writes like God is speaking to us. And uh, the one that um, I opened to on this week in particular, I just thought was, was perfect for me, perfect for where I was. And uh, I wanted to share it with you today. 
because I think it really speaks to what we're talking about here and to this week we've all had. I will fight for you. You need only to be still. I know how weary you are, my child. You've been struggling just to keep your head above water and your strength is running low. Now is the time for you to stop striving and let me fight for you. I know this is not easy for you to do. You feel as if you must keep struggling in order to survive, but I am calling you to rest in me. I am working on your behalf. Did you hear that? I am working on your behalf. So be still and know that I am God. Quieting your body is somewhat challenging for you, but stilling your mind may often seem downright impossible. Amen. In your striving to feel secure, you have relied too heavily on your own thinking. The struggle to be in control has elevated your mind to a position of autonomy. So you need the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Ask him to control your mind more and more, soothing you from the inside out. Take time to rest in the shadow of the Almighty while I fight for you. So that's the invitation. And again, it's weeks like this one that just remind us how much we need to lean on Jesus for our strength, to get some rest, how much we need to receive his rest. So yeah, it's been a hard week, but we get back up. We get back up in the strength that Christ offers us, not in our own strength, not freaking out. How am I going to do this? How am I going to make it the next day? You just trust in his strength. And somehow, in some way, through your pain, through your struggle, through your difficult time, he is going to work through you. Crazy. To be the salt and the light in the world that God calls us to be. And you know, it's the way we live our lives in the midst of pain, in the midst of stress, in the midst of difficult times, that is probably the greatest witness to the world of the power and the hope that Christ brings to us. He will give us the strength to endure as we commit to following him and abiding in him and resting in him. And then what you're going to find is that your life is just caught up in that unforced rhythm of God's grace. You're not striving. You're not working. You're not straining. You're just living with him, walking side by side, leaning on him and everything. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for being with us and never being far from us, for offering us rest, for coming to us when we need you, for speaking the perfect words to us just when we need to hear it, for giving us friends, Lord, who know just the right thing to say 
at just the right time. Friends that become your mouthpiece, Lord, to encourage our hearts. Thank you for a community of faith that can stand by one another and support one another through difficult times. Lord, thank you for this community in Hattiesburg, and we do pray, Lord, that you would move and work among us and that your spirit would transform lives. Lord, use us. Make us be your salt and your light. Transform our pain into a story to tell, into a testimony of how great you are, Lord. We love you and we are thankful for you and we trust you. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.